You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. And you can just imagine uh, those first people that got to the ark and they, they're pounding on the door, let us in, let us in. Wait a minute, God closed the door. Noah can't let them in. And they had every opportunity. They knew nothing about what would happen. No, they knew. They just ignored it. They just ignored it. And that's what the Bible says it's going to be like in the second coming. That's what Jesus said. Despite the clear signs of his soon coming, when it happens, people just ignore it. While many of us are interested in and even get excited about end-time events, it's important we recognize the sheer horror that it'll be for an unbelieving world. Just as with the days of Noah, mankind will be caught off guard, even after several warnings. In today's message, Pastor Danny reflects on the tragedy of those who've been warned repeatedly of God's wrath, yet choose to deny grace. In his study, you'll learn more about the clear signs of the second coming of Christ, many of which are already here. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 9 with today's edition of The Living Word. Here's a couple of fascinating facts the Bible tells us about the second coming of Jesus Christ. And one is this, despite the clear signs of his coming, most people will not be prepared for his return. Leave Hebrews, go with me to Matthew's gospel chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24, and this is the chapter where Jesus answers the disciples' question, what will be the signs of your coming and of the end of the age? Now go down near the end of verse 36 and notice what Jesus said. No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. And then he says this, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. And here's the fascinating statement. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. This is how it'll be at the coming of the Son of Man. Now think think about this for a minute. That's how it was in the days of Noah. And, And the day that judgment began to fall, they knew nothing about what would happen. You gotta be kidding me. No, here's what the Bible says. While Noah is building this big boat in his backyard, he's preaching. He's preaching. And the Bible tells us for 120 years he preached. You know what he preached? It was just one simple message. Judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. But you don't have to worry because God's using me to build this big boat, and it's a big enough boat at that time for the whole population of the planet to be saved. Everybody could have been saved. And so for 120 years, judgment's coming, judgment's coming, but hey, you got the ark here. (laughs) Repent, turn from your sin, enter the ark. The ark is a type of Christ. The pitch the tar used to go in between the boards uh, is, a, is a Hebrew word that we get a, a word atonement for. Very interesting, interesting. You know how many people got in that ark? Eight. Eight people. 
after 120 years, judgment's coming, judgment's coming, judgment's coming. And on the day that God began to pour out the judgment, and it came not just by rain from heaven, it came, but the floodgates from beneath were opened up. So there's water coming from beneath and there's water coming from above. And it didn't take very long for somebody to realize this is not good, not good. And I don't know who the first one that got to the ark was to try to get in, but here's what the Bible tells us. On that day, when Noah and his immediate family entered the ark, here's what it says, God closed the door. Noah didn't close the door, God closed the door. And you can just imagine uh, those first people that got to the ark and they're, they're pounding on the door, let us in, let us in. Wait a minute, God closed the door, Noah can't let them in. And they had every opportunity. They knew nothing about what would happen. No, they knew. They just ignored it. They just ignored it. And that's what the Bible says it's going to be like in the second coming. That's what Jesus said. Despite the clear signs of his soon coming, when it happens, people just ignore it. Here's another one. Get this one. Now, listen, Christian, listen. Even for his followers who are anticipating Jesus' return, he will come when we do not expect him. Matthew 24, keep reading, verse 40, two men will be in the field, one will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding with a hand mill, one will be taken and the other left. Therefore, keep watch. The word for keep watch doesn't mean just stand gazing. It means watch, but keep active. And we'll get into that. Because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready because the son of man will come in an hour when you do not expect him. Even for those of us anticipating his return, looking forward to it. Even for those of us who are ready, he's going to come at a time I don't expect it. First Thessalonians 5 verse 1, Paul says about times and dates and the second coming. We don't need to write to you because you know that his coming, he'll come like a thief, like a thief. We don't need to write to you for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. And they, Jesus says in Revelation chapter 16 and verse 15, Behold, I come like a thief. Blessed is he who stays awake and keeps his clothes with him so that he may not go naked and be shamefully exposed. So two amazing facts. One, despite the clear signs, the lost world will not be prepared. And even those of us who are anticipating his return, he's going to come. He's going to surprise you (laughs) like a thief and like lightning. Now, after death or the second coming of Jesus Christ, All of us, and that's what Hebrews 9.27 says, all of us will face judgment. Those who are lost will face what we in Bible college circles call the great white throne judgment. Why is it called the great white throne judgment? Well, Revelation chapter 20, listen, verse 11, John says, I saw a great white throne. That's why we call it the great white throne judgment. And him who was seated on it, earth and sky fled from his presence, and there was no longer any place for them. I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. Fascinating that God's recording deeds. 
The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and hell gave up the dead that were in them, and each person was judged according to what he had done. Not a good thing. If I'm judged according to what I've done, I've done a lot of bad things. And then death and hell were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Hey, folks, listen up. Listen carefully. This is a a judgment you want to avoid at all costs. You want to avoid the great white throne judgment because all who stand before the great white throne judgment are judged according to what they've done. And if you're judged according to what you've done, if I'm judged according to what I've done, I'm in real trouble. Real trouble. Revelation 21, 27, after the tribulation period, Jesus comes back. Uh, New Jerusalem comes down from heaven. Uh, God creates new heavens and a new earth. And the capital of the new heavens and new earth is this new Jerusalem. And one of the things he says about this capital city is verse 27 of Revelation 21, nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And there's another clue to this book of life we read about in Revelation 20. It's the Lamb's book of life. It's referred to as the Lamb's book of life in Revelation 13, 8. Hebrews 12, 23, the church of the firstborn whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Luke chapter 10, verse 20, Jesus sends out 72 of his disciples on a short-term missionary journey. He gives them power like they've never imagined. And after they come back seeing people raised from the dead, people being delivered from demonic possession, I mean, it's just amazing what, what they were able to do by faith uh, and the power that Jesus had given them. And it says, verse 17, the 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Verse 19, and he, Jesus says to them, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However... Do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. He's saying, listen, don't get caught up in all that, and that's good, and that's fine, and that's for here, and that's now, and I've given you that authority and that power, but listen, (laughs) that pales in comparison to the privilege you have that your names are recorded in heaven, recorded in the Lamb's book of life. The book of Hebrews encourages its readers to discontinue their reliance on the law, the old way of living. Jesus came to fulfill not only the prophecies of a Savior, but also the law itself. He perfectly lived out every word of it, never wavering, and always showing love and kindness. Jesus then became the sacrificial lamb, the one who would die in your place, so you wouldn't need to face the punishment your sins deserve. His blood paid the price. All you need to do is accept it. Are you ready to take this step of faith? Jesus is ready and waiting for you to step away from your old life with loving arms wide open. If you're making a decision for your Savior today, please let us know. We want to pray for you and be available to answer any questions you might have. Please email us at info at ccfstpete.church. 
That's info at ccfstpete.church. We're so glad that you tuned in today to The Living Word. If you live in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you too. Come by Calvary Chapel Fellowship on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. to worship the Lord and learn from His Word with us. Be sure to stop Pastor Danny and let him know that you're a listener. You'll find more information and directions at ccfstpete.church. If you can't join us in person, you can still be a part of our virtual congregation. Join our live stream at ccfstpete.church. That's all we have for today. Tune in next time for more from this study in the book of Hebrews right here on The Living Word. 